Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Mims the Word. My name's Chris Dyer and I'm joined this week by our Managing Director, Rowan Williams. Hi, Rowan. Hi. Hi, Chris. How are you doing? Yeah, it's all good. Thank you. Um, so this week is actually our 10th episode of Mims the Word. So that's great news. Uh, thank you to all the listeners that have tuned in so far. And yeah, we hope to continue growing. That's awesome. It really is, actually. I've enjoyed every podcast that we've recorded and I know I haven't been on all of them but uh, I've certainly listened to all of them and you know it's been a fantastic experience I think if we go back just to the reason why we set this up in the first place it was actually to showcase to our customers what a podcast should be uh, and should look like and should listen uh, or sound like and um, you know we've just kept it going because we've enjoyed it so much so um, you know, a lot of hard work from you, Chris, uh, and the rest of the team in putting these together. So, you know, massive well done to you. Thank you very much. So, uh, let's move quickly on to the, uh, this week's news. Uh, so, I know we've mentioned women's football about three times in a row now on each podcast. But, uh, yeah, we just want to say big congratulations to the Lionesses for the win of the championship. Um, I'm not much of a football person myself, but, you know... It's a nationwide event and good to sort of tune in. So uh, I don't know if you want to talk more about the details of that, Ryan. I, I think it was just a fantastic performance all around. I think every week we mentioned it, we thought it would be the last time we mentioned it, and that's why we mentioned it. But uh, we ended up digging, digging ourselves a hole in that. We had to mention it every time because they were still in the tournament. So, um, no, absolutely massive well done. The... Um, the publicity that's come out of it has just been phenomenal and it's great for uh, for young young people all around, regardless of whether they're male or female, um, for for sport all around in schools. It's, it's a massive thing. I think there's going to be some big changes in terms of rules around what girls can and cannot do um, in sport at, at school now. So uh, it's all positive. Absolutely, I agree. I mean, it's great for you know young people all over the country. So sticking with the theme of sport, uh, the Commonwealth Games as well. We wanted to talk a bit about the branding around Commonwealth Games, didn't we, Rowan? Yes, absolutely. As someone, obviously, who works in the marketing uh, sphere, it's something I always look at when we when we see these massive events because, you know, for example, the Olympic Games branding, um, you know, we spent millions and millions on uh, the branding for the Games and some people might think that the 2012 Olympic Games in London, uh, the logo that was created, you know, it was a bit of a waste of money. Um, but it's always useful to look at branding for these types of massive events because um, I just find it interesting and, and you may do as well when you start to look into the detail. So this year they've gone for quite bold colours. Um, I think that's to represent all of the different countries that are coming together from across the Commonwealth. Um, so you'll see a lot of bold colours, a lot of blues, greens, yellows, purples, pinks, um, all used in kind of a, a contrasting um, contrasting figure. So I'm looking at the website at the moment and at the bottom I'm seeing purple, quite a uh, kind of a dark purple with black lines across it. And then above that I'm seeing a pink banner with orange lines across it. And I think the, the thing that I would pick out most from these games is that colour scheme, but also the fact that They've used quite um, quite cool iconography to represent each each sport. So, um, you know, gymnastics, hockey, 
um, para powerlifting. I, the iconography is really important because it gives you a really quick view and easy view into what that sport is. So getting the iconography correct is really important. When you look at uh, the Olympic Games from uh, Beijing, you may not necessarily think that the iconography was the best it could be. It was um, quite abstract, but these icons that they're using for these events is, is really clear. So, you know, whenever you're choosing iconography for something that you're trying to explain, just keep that in mind to make sure that you choose icons that are very clear uh, and give people insight into what you're talking about without having to use words. So um, check out the um, Commonwealth Games website. It's birmingham2022.com. Uh, that's 2022.com. Uh, and you can find out all the information there and have a look at some of the branding. Great. And I'll, I'll put a link in the description as well. Um, but that's amazing. Thank you so much, Ron. Um, on the subject of, you know, things being clear and uh, and just really obvious information i think uh that brings us nicely on to our next topic which is uh, seo or search engine optimization um so i'm not hugely knowledgeable on this uh i think you're probably again the person to talk about this rowan but uh i mean it's essentially what is it it's it's uh, using things like meta tags to uh promote your content right yeah, so I mean, this is probably a can of worms that we're not going to open in this podcast, but I think what might be important is to just set the context for what SEO is um, and maybe look at a couple of different, I've written down eight specific areas that you could look at as a business, but each of those in particular you can spend months building, um, if not years. So essentially what it is, is Google and uh, other search engines use algorithms and robots to trawl websites every day. At the moment, Google has trawled, I believe it's around 80% of all content on the internet, and it continues to do that on a regular basis. Now, what it does with that content is it, it goes and asks a few questions, a few key questions. There are plenty of questions that it asks, but ultimately it asks, is this content good? Are people looking for this type of content? and how trustworthy is this content. Now, when you set up your website and write blogs, etc., on your website, you should always keep that in mind. How can you explain to the reader that this is really important and valuable information, and how can you tell search engines that the stuff that you're writing on your website and that you're putting on your website is valuable and people are looking for it? Now, if we look at simple things like your sitemap, this is how you structure your website. You know, that should be really up to date every time you add a new page. You should be updating your sitemap. You don't necessarily have to resubmit your whole website to Google, but definitely look at your sitemap, make sure that's up to date, and um, submit that to Google. Things like a link building strategy. Now, link building means linking out to other websites, but also making sure that other websites are linking back to your website. And when we say, you know, linking back to your website, these websites need to be credible websites. So we're talking media publications, um, you know, really tier one kind of trustworthy um, websites that people will go to to find information. And Google recognizes that and says, wow, okay, this tier one publication, that's really trustworthy. People are linking back 
to your website from that website or that website is that media publication is linking back to your website and therefore you know your website must be trustworthy and the same thing linking out from your website make sure that you're linking to trustworthy websites um, you know tier one media publications etc so that's the kind of link building stuff and and that you know everything that I'm talking about is very basic today and it can be unpacked um, so if you have any questions obviously please reach out to us in terms of the third piece it's around keywords now keywords used to be important nowadays people don't just use keywords to search people are uh, understand that uh, the algorithms that Google and other search engines use is a little bit more advanced so they tend to use key phrases so you know what is the weather going to be like today rather than weather Bracknell today so instead of people using like they used to use um, key words to find the answers people are starting to use key phrases because they know that these search engines can understand those phrases so it's not just about having keywords on your website it's actually about having key phrases and making sure that those key phrases are in your headers and throughout the body uh, of your of your website so that when people are searching that Google knows ah well this phrase is mentioned on this website already so uh, maybe this is valid content let's put this in front of that uh, on the front page of Google for example um, the, the fourth thing is security obviously um, having that HTTPS um, and making sure that you have an SSL certificate um, really does help because that tells Google that you know it is an encrypted website and that um, it is secure and therefore people won't be able to kind of hack hack into that website and um, so that is really important as you were saying Chris meta descriptions are really important so um, making sure that you've got those meta descriptions in place nowadays they don't have a huge effect on the SEO score but it actually does help the reader once you are on the front page of Google or um, you know ranked near the top of uh, of Google or other search engines it does give people a reason to click if you've got a clear meta description um, the other thing is pop-ups this has recently changed you know over the last five six years um, pop-ups have started being penalized if they're not valuable pop-ups so you know junky or crappy pop-ups um, as some people call them um, will get penalized by Google so if you do have pop-ups they need to be a very very valid reason why those pop-ups are coming on uh, the other thing I want to talk about, and this is kind of uh, in line with the keywords and key phrases, is um, headings. So having an H1 heading um, on every page is really important, and that H1 heading being really clear, um, you know, describing what the content is on that page, uh, is really important. So you know, again, just a high level view. You can use H2 and H3 as well. Um, so subheadings. Uh, as well to increase your SEO score but again just giving you a brief overview and the last one is you know the content and number of pages itself so the content on page needs to be valuable it needs to be long enough to give people value and explain you know what that page is about give them the information that they need and potentially link out to other places where they need to be if it's too long then again you get penalized if it's very very short then you get penalized so make sure that the content on that page is uh, valuable enough so that people get the information that they need um, but not too long and not too short and this is especially true for the home page of your website the home page for your website should be um, the place where people go to find out all the information very briefly about who you are what you do um, what solutions or services or products do you sell 
how can they get in touch with you who have you worked with previously and then it should link out from there to other places on your site it shouldn't be one long page with everything on there um, because that can get penalized and vice versa there shouldn't be you know no content on your home page because again that can get penalized and google kind of or other search engines as well kind of look at this and go hmm not entirely convinced that this is a, a good website or a good place to send people so those are just eight factors there are so many more when it comes to seo um but like i said if you have any questions please do reach out to us and we'll be happy to to help you answer them great well thanks very much ryan really appreciate that insight um perhaps we'll cover it in further detail in a future podcast perhaps uh, a, a solo podcast that's just you know you going through it in much more detail um perhaps release that on a different day uh just as sort of a extra one during the week or something so yes um i wanted to touch on again uh expanding your content which cindy and i began discussing last week um i just think this is a really interesting one because you know it's it's so expansive in itself you can take it the conversation is in so many directions the the prime example i'm thinking of is you know when i uh, started working at mim you know we weren't really doing uh, any sort of video or audio work um last week my advice was to start a podcast um and i think this week it's not the tip of the week but i think just expanding on that point um it would be to explore trying to create maybe video content stuff like that um for your brand uh and just essentially do a couple of trials and just see where it takes you and just see if it's the kind of content your audience would like um and then you can work on it depending on the sort of feedback you get and no Rowan, what are your thoughts on it yeah i absolutely agree right when you look at the top search engines in the world uh, the first one is obviously google um, and the second most popular search engine in the world is YouTube, right? So, you know, creating multimedia content is really important. Um, putting your videos, whatever they are, however short, however long, putting that on YouTube is a really good idea um, because second to Google, most searches in the world happen on YouTube. So um, absolutely agree with the sentiment there, Chris. So I think just looking at the time we've got left, um, it's best to move on to uh, our tool of the week. Uh, this week we've chosen MailChimp. Uh, I've not had much experience of it, but Rowan, do you want to cover that? Yeah, absolutely. So MailChimp is a mailing platform. It does quite a bit more nowadays, depending on which package you choose. It does have a free option, and essentially what it does is it allows you to upload contacts or uh, subscribe contacts through their forms, um, to be able to market and to email to those people. And the, the free version uh, does allow you to email to quite a, a number of people. However, it does have the MailChimp logo at the bottom of the email, so people will know it's free. Um, the paid packages start at about 20 to 30 pounds and go up from there, depending on how many contacts and how many emails you'd like to send out on a monthly basis. Um, then, you know, moving up from there, you can have automations so that if people fill out certain forms that you've created, they go into a workflow and they can receive, you know, a welcome bonus, for example, if you're selling products with a with a welcome code um, and you can start to integrate it into your website. So um, it's it's really fantastic tool if you're beginning your email marketing journey in terms of 
uh, my opinion on it. We obviously we have no association to Mailchimp um, or any other platform for that matter. Um, but in terms of usability and user experience, we much prefer using um, HubSpot as an email marketing platform, just because the usability is so much better and the functionality is so much better uh, compared to Mailchimp. We we find Mailchimp to be a little bit more clunky. Um, in terms of its user interface and a little bit more limited in uh, the visual aspect so you know how you can make it look and feel as an email so yeah that's our tool of the week great well thanks for that Rowan um, I think our tip of the week this week as well is in relation to your comment about uh, search engine optimization uh, so it's review your own websites SEO yeah, absolutely. So there are tools out there that you can use to get a free view of what your website's SEO is. And um, not just the SEO score, but things like performance, how it interacts with social media, etc., etc. So it's really important to do that on a regular basis or work with a company or person to do that on a regular basis because the hardest person to market is yourself. Um, and, you know, that being said, as a marketing agency, we, we fully understand that. So um, absolutely go out. The tip this week is go and find your website or uh, a competitor's website and do an SEO analysis. There are tools out there. Um, so, yeah. Well, I think that'll probably do us for this week. Um, thanks again for joining us for our 10th episode of Mims the Word. Uh, as Rowan said at the beginning, we've really enjoyed making these and... Uh, we very much look forward to seeing how they progress further. Um, so, Rowan, thank you very much for joining me once again. Thank you. And we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Goodbye.